Welcome back, everybody, to Shoots and Ladders, our 1990s WWE Wrestling Rewatch week by week. We're a little bit off right now, but we're wrapping up the February uh, Superstars and Raw. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And I am your host slash co-host, Pat. And we are here again to go through... Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the sigh, right? Because it's just like, that's what this episode was, a very large letdown. But we Ooh. are here just kind of chronicling this 90s wrestling that we uh, we enjoyed so much when we were younger. And now we've found a, uh, a love and appreciation of the uh, the art form now. Right, Jen? Yeah, uh, appreciation. I'm going to tell you right now off the top, my word, redemption. I feel like there's a bunch of redemption arcs in here. We had a conversation last week. I may or may not have, uh, you know, been standing here for my man Tatanka. It appears that we have made it clear that was a non-title match, right? It was a non-title match. You know, and we're building a feud. So we have that. We have some redemption, uh, you know, storylines here with Big Boss Man and uh, Doink, right? Mm, I mean, Doink is just an evil clown that's sadistic, that's out there going after everybody. Will Crush be able to get that redemption? Who knows, right? I mean, we had Boss Man fight him to a DQ for no reason, but we're just setting up this uh, evil Doink character, right? Yeah. Let's see if Crush can redeem himself. We had Yokozuna, Bret Hart. Yokozuna still squashing people. Yeah, he. that's what he does best. No redemption arc there. Doing what he does best. But we do have the redemption that's coming in the form of the Mega Maniacs. You ready? You ready to dive into this? Give me the rundown. What the hell did we watch? Oh God! What did we watch? Um, we watched the February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three episode of Superstars. Quick question: When was it filmed? Oh, um, was this one still in uh, Paso, El Paso? I don't know. It was in the San Jose Event Center, January twenty fifth. Yeah, San Jose. So that's this what I is meant. still we're still plugging along on that one fucking episode. So we're we're February twenty seventh, a month later. This episode right around the Royal Rumble, like this is at least the third episode of Superstars <sighs> that was taken from that from that TV. Long form storytelling. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, so here we are, still in San Jose. Um, we've got your Vince, your Randy Savage, and your Jerry Lawler. They are on a green screen to start, of course, because Ooh, this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is a month later. Um, okay, so we got a lot of squash matches. The first one, Yokozuna. Uh, then we have a conversation with Chief Duggan, who is Jim Duggan's dad and also the chief of police from Glens Falls, New York. Could he ever redeem himself? Could Hacksaw redeem himself? Who knows? Only the shadow knows. Then we have a WrestleMania report with some promos. A, a promo by Mr. Perfect, which is probably the best promo of the perfect the week. Were, I mean, yeah, it's just pretty not great on promos this week. But um, then we get an in like a live interview with Giant Gonzalez and Harvey Whippleman. And then we get a Nasty Boys match. Then we rewatch almost the entire segment of Hulk Hogan um, being interviewed in the ring last Monday Night Raw. It is so long. 
again. That's what she said. That is what she said. Then we get the highlight of our superstars. And also the only match that was really being um, teased to us. Doink versus Big Boss Man. But this was filmed at a wrestling challenge. Never shown on challenge. And instead shown on superstars. So the whole thing is very curious. Also... Fun fact, this is Big Boss Man's last match with WWF until he comes back in like 97, 98. Will he ever redeem himself is the question for this doink slight. No. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Because when he comes back, he comes back in all black and he's tactical boss man. Yeah, he's cool until he kills a dog and then, you know. I can't. I have to draw the line somewhere. I mean. (laughs) That's. That's the hell so, so you're saying, wait, just just so we're clear, while you're doing your rundown, you're saying you draw the line at Big Boss Man killing a dog, not Big Boss Man. Well, pretend killing a dog. Let's dragging a coffin of the Big Show's dead dad. The dad's already dead. Oh man! Wow. Okay. I mean, okay. the dog wasn't. Well, he he did cook and feed the dog to Alice. No, I'll give you that. Damn oh God! It actually makes me like physically ill. Okay, then we get a nineties were wild. I know. Then we get another WrestleMania report with some more promos. Then we get a Lex Luger squash match. And then that wraps the thing up. Sean Mooney comes in. You get a promo with Yokozuna, Mr. Fuji, and a promo with Undertaker. It, yeah. Okay. Monday Night Raw. So let's be clear. Last week, I was under the impression that we were going to continue the Monday Night Raw. Like, we were going to keep going with that filmed Raw. Apparently, we didn't. So I will never yeah. actually truly know who won The Undertaker versus Skinner. You'll I'll never, never know. know. You'll never know. I am I would bet all the money in our bank accounts that Undertaker won. Did he put him in a body bag? I don't... I mean, we, we, that we'll never know. True. Um. So if you know, maybe hit us up if you were there. If you have an in somehow. Yeah, can we get, can we, yeah. can I see that whole match? Was that a 15 would, minute match? Like yeah. this match we start off with here? What do we have, yeah. Jen? Okay, well, your hosts, Monday Night Raw, March 1st, 1993. Vince McMahon, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Fat Elvis. I think Elvis was fat at the end, though. Well, yeah, that's why they call him Fat Elvis. It makes, you know. That's... Well, uh, but Elvis is alive, so this is Elvis, right? That's what I saw. Okay, yeah. This is just Elvis. It's, it's Elvis. 1993. He never died. Yeah, but he's he, there at Monday Night Raw commentating. But he like calls himself Fat Elvis, and then he okay. eats. He's like right. eating. He's like shoving hot dogs in his face. So I mean, it's kind of like I'm not fat shaming anybody, but it's kind of like part of what he's do doing. You, like, how stinky do you think that arena must have been with him with all the hot dogs, all oh, the lights, I think it was all just the one. wrestling? I think it was really just you one. Had, you had just just all well, there the, was a the hot sweat dog, dudes. There was a hot dog con- concession stand, so there was definitely like a hot dog burp. extravaganza and you know what else it was that i thought too like when we first watched this when bret hart goes to give the glasses there's just like rugs everywhere like rugs Mm -hmm. and it probably wasn't too must have been so long before this that people i guarantee when they're setting up the ring and stuff there's cigarettes there's people smoking oh yeah true this was 93 yeah Yeah, it's possible yeah and i'm sure ripping heaters yeah and if not now, definitely a few years before that, there were cigarettes in that place. Well, what the hell did we see? <sighs> okay, well, the first match, um, Bret Hart versus Fatu of the Head Shrinkers, mm-hmm. a.k.a. A. Young Rikishi. The Young Quiche. Young Quiche. Um, obviously, Bret Hart wins, but there's some fun stuff going on before that happens. The match is pretty good, I would say. I mean, we haven't seen our guy Bret in a while, right? We haven't seen him wrestle in a minute, so 
It was nice to see Brad, even though he looks like he got into some sort of fist fight with his bloody nose. Then we get a WrestleMania report, and the Mega Maniacs are challenging Money, Inc. for their tag team belts. Then you get a little live look into the beach on Hawaii, where <laughs> your boy Crush is. And, and clearly they're communicating yeah, to each other. Yeah, I don't know other. how they're communicating. There's no FaceTime yet, right? Uh, but yeah, so, Britta. Then you get Doink versus Coco Beware. Spoiler alert, Doink wins. Then you get Bret Hart coming at you, Ico Pro. Then you get an in-ring interview with Money Inc., which tied with the Bret Hart match, best part of the week, in my opinion. IRS has what he calls his beefcase with a picture of Hulk Hogan on it because he's next. And You were redeemed for your beefcase. Yeah. And your briefcake. Everybody was doing it. I know. So I you didn't were 100% even know. redeemed. I, I loved it. Realize. That's what I'm saying. Redemption. Redemption. Um, <laughs> then we get a Lex Luger match in which Bobby Heenan calls in. And he's with Priscilla Presley, who says that is not Elvis. Because we still, we, we're still with Elvis here. Rob Bartlett's still being Elvis. All day, every day. It's, oh my god, it's so horrible. And then, um, yeah. Lex Luger wins. He drags the jobber to the mirror to say, this is your atypical male, and blah, blah, blah. And fun fact, that is the Portuguese man of war himself. Really? PJ yeah. Walker is the Portuguese man of war? He is. Then you get a match with the Steiner brothers, and uh, they destroy their tag team that they're facing. Of, I think, what, Dwayne Gill and uh, Barry Hardy. And then you get a little look into next week. Money, Inc. versus El Matador and Virgil. And Mr. Perfect versus the model Rick Martel. I mean, this is what this is what we have. I'm going to tell you right now, and going through these matches and looking at them, I've been doom-scrolling as we're talking, kind of looking at everything, being like, is there anything good? Like, clicking forward, trying to find something while you're giving your rundown. There's nothing. Well, don't we don't need to do that now. I mean, there might be some fun commentary. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the Beatles will come and commentate a Raw for you. No, no, no. I'm talking about this week. I'm talking about as I'm scrolling here for this week. Oh, you're look, You're not. I thought you meant you're looking in the weeks ahead. I'm no, like, no, 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 no. We have no. to be present. How, how can I, I look in the weeks you. ahead? The whole point of this is that we rewatch it and we laugh at the, the silliness. I mean, there may or may not be adult substances can, you know, imbibed while you're doing it, right? It's an enjoyable thing. But, uh, yeah, this was trash. Um, <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. We got two Lex Luger matches, so we're really pushing I mean... in. There was a lot of conversation and discussion about how he's able to just knock these men unconscious with his elbow, which, again, yeah, I think you were, I think you brought up, you know, Beefcake's face versus... Oh, yeah, we never revisited that. So we'll revisit that here as we go through. Um, but let's kind of talk about the matches. Let's start with Superstars. We had that wrestling challenge match, which was great to hear Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, as I as it I dubbed them, the cruise ship energy. But you're but you're you're skipping other matches to get to that match. I was just giving an overview. We okay. had we okay. had them there because that was a wrestling challenge. Yeah, that match. was cool. That was fun. Uh, outside of that, we... but they don't say anything about it, right? They just act like, oh, next this match, and then there's different commentators and there's different 
It's different. You're in a different place. Like it's just. Well, we do. You well, could you could say you, you could let me know. Well, we, it was so strange. We got three squash matches. So we got the Yokozuna Brian West match, which. The point of that match was for them to talk about Hulk Hogan the whole time. Like they mentioned Bret Hart and that he's the underdog, even though he's a champion, because like Yokozuna is just such a force. But they really are just talking about Hulk Hogan, which is foreshadowing, as we now know. But but they're also like introduced. They're they're reinforcing um, this man's size, athleticism, and scope. Oh, absolutely. Did you forget the Harvey Whippleman, um, Giant Gonzalez interviews? No. No. I didn't just... forget it. Yeah, okay. I mentioned, I mentioned that there was an interview. I didn't go into detail. Okay. Because um, I just, I, I was like, oh. I don't know many individuals of Asian extraction that would want to hang out with Yokozuna. Asian extraction. That's not a Is thing. Is that how we talk about <laughs> ethnicity? I don't understand. Nationality? I don't... I don't... Asian extraction. You know, I'm going to say it once. I'm going to say it again. Yokozuna was like my favorite heel as a kid. Vince, what are we doing? Just like my favorite. I just love, and I loved, like, I love him now, but I really enjoyed just that run when he was like a tag team with Owen Hart. Because I'm like, man, they just complimented each other so well. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Even though they might not have been that like a face for like a hot minute. He is. Yeah, towards the very end. He's like a face. But this, this is just, again, setting up the size, scope. And difficulty of the challenge that Bret Hart is going to face, as well as the fact that our man, our savior, the maniac, is coming back. Hulkamania. It's 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 on its way back. Which, Hulk Hogan was the man of the 80s. So, mm-hmm. you're still in early 90s. You're still in a situation, you know, that people love, remember, respect, care about the Hulkster. So, I mean, I, I can't... I can't hate on it. I, I understand why, right? We're doing all of this and we're trying to sell our tickets to WrestleMania in Caesar's Palace. So Yeah, it's just like... Give these new guys a chance, is all I'm saying. I mean, that's the thing, right? I, I feel like it's just that, that thing where you cling on to something in the past to try and bring it back and it's not... It's just not fitting. It doesn't work now, right? Like, it just doesn't work. And I it's agree. kind of frustrating, like... I just want to love Bret Hart. I just want to root for Bret Hart. Like, mm-hmm. he was my champion. I loved Bret Hart. Like, I just... I remember being so upset what, with what happens at WrestleMania as a kid. And I didn't even understand any of what was going on. I, you know, and I was like, this is... This feels like bullshit. But I know a lot of people probably don't agree with that. I know a lot of people really do. So I would imagine people do because I think that part of what you're looking for overall is is uh, at least as this audience grows us being part of this audience you know you're looking for a finality to a story you're not you're not looking to immediately be like oh hey i mean we'll get to it when it happens but you're not looking to be like oh okay so you built this whole thing up we did this whole thing and then it ends we can't even process the ending because we're already starting a new beginning like no 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 no. like i just want the story to be tell the story and i think that gets lost at WrestleMania, and we'll get into that when we get there, because, like, we're building this whole story for three months, and we just kind of kick it to the curb, but... Yeah, well... Yokozuna. Yokozuna. That's what I think that was there. Um, The Nasty Boys situation, their faces, we're just out here trying to promote them a little bit more, right? I mean, that's really all that is. Yeah, they're like, we want the belt. Okay. Boss Man, Doink, which, again, we had Gorilla and Bobby. Uh Uh-huh. You, Bobby Heenan and, and Gorilla Monsoon, you've said multiple times, are your favorite, right? Well, Bobby Heenan is my favorite. Nothing against Gorilla Monsoon. I like him. But you but, like um, him together. I you love Bobby Heenan. I like Bobby Heenan when he comes into Raw with Vince and Macho Man. 
Like, that's how I really remember him. Um, but yeah, him and Gorilla have a thing. Like they have a good. Yeah, they're also the pay per view. I think they do the WrestleMania, right? Don't they do? Don't they do that? No, I... they did the Royal Rumble, and that was the last time. Um, the two of them were together. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! For a pay per view, yeah. Oh, hmm. I know, but uh, it just really feels like they're trying to pull a quick one on us, right? Like you're not gonna like, mention, like, we're not gonna realize that there's different commentators that Gorilla. And... Like it's just so weird to me that they like. Well, you remember that they like. <sighs> tease this match so hard and then it's like not even at that taping it's just weird and then when i found out it was big boss man's last match it makes a little bit more sense um it makes a little more sense why there was like a dq because i guess it was his last match they wanted to but i mean he still he kind of looked like a <laughs> he didn't look like he didn't come off looking great yeah but you know it's it's also too like you got to remember this is in the 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 time, you know, we still haven't put together our, we're still working on creating our, our TV presentation. Because by the time you're in the Attitude Era and you're in Raw and you understand, like, you got to keep eyes on every 12 minutes, right, of a segment. It's just like, they knew they had this. They knew they were going to play it, you know, for Boss Man. They had it in the can. So, like, what's the point? Like, oh, it's happening. Why even address what's going on? It's fucking Saturday morning. You see it. You want to see it. It's over, right? I mean, you don't even have enough time to really ask enough questions about where this was filmed and why it's different announcers. Like, they're just like, here you go. Like, stick around and watch this, right? Because it was midway through the episode. I feel like my superstars came out at like 11. When did yours? Was it like 11 or 12? I think so. I mean, I'm sure you had it was to have the kids same stuff in the because morning. we grew yeah, up yeah. in the same area. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it came out at 11 or 12, right? I think it was 11. I feel like I'd watch Saved by the Bell. And then wrestling, because I think Saved by the Bell was on at 10. Yeah, that makes and sense. I don't know, because I also taped a lot of stuff. So I don't know if I would have, ta- I would have taped this That's or what I'm Saved saying. by the Bell. I, I feel like I it was on at 11.30. So like, I never really, I didn't get to watch it a ton because Mm-mm. it was basically like you had to go outside. Like You had to the, do something. The way my family weekends. worked on the weekends is like, especially Saturday, like, you know, especially like if we went to visit my grandparents or whatever, it would always be like, you can watch cartoons till like 11. And then you gotta go outside, even in the winter, because by then the sun's out. So, like, go outside, right? Not, like, go outside and just, you know, in shorts and a t-shirt in the winter. But it'd be like, go play outside for, like, two hours. Like, get the fuck out of my Get the fuck out of the house. (laughs) Get out of my hair. I mean, again, this is before screens that everybody had their own two and three and four screens. It was before, really, headphones were a thing that you could put onto something, right? We didn't have, I mean, we talk on our mixtapes podcast, we talk about... You know, a lot of the nostalgia things that we enjoyed, like in 93, at best, maybe at a Walkman, if you, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have access to a lot of stuff that could keep you quiet. And where I, at least growing up for me, one of the big things is we did not have a ton of like real TVs. Uh, I think we had a TV in our bedroom. By the time we got that, it was like a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down. And it was like a black and white TV. So it was legit like... 20 years old when we had that god you sound like you're 87 years old no but it's just no i didn't even have a tv in my bedroom that's what i'm saying there was i did when i was a teenager but i that at this point i just remember going to my grandma and grandpa's house and watching like this super not this superstars but some of them in this region because i remember the giant gonzalez shit and i know it's not for it's not for very long and i just remember my grandpa laughing at it all because it was just silly. And he's like, what are you watching? Because it would just be like, like come outside. He would be going outside to work in his garden and stuff and be like, come out. Like you have to come outside. Like you can't watch this. This is silly. Yeah. You know? And you just be like, Oh, and I remember undertaker putting someone in a body bag and then trying to have to like explain why I'm watching it. as like, I'm a 10 year old, you know, because you're like, this is just silly. 
You know what I mean? Like it was just silly, but we digress, which which we will do from time to time. <sighs> Big boss man defeated no. Doink by a DQ. But well, yeah, because he had green paint or whatever all over his face. Yeah, oh yeah, there could be some sort of permanent damage. What is this substance type? Shit? You know what I took from this? I took the fact that Doink can wrestle. Like he was doing wrestling holds, and I'm like, I don't understand what that's for. Are we making a video game? Like, what is that for? Like, I I like the do I like the idea of Doink, and I like the idea of the gimmick of Doink. Sure. I don't know if I really like him actually being a wrestling clown. I like him more being a demonic clown. Like, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but I wish Doink had showed up in like the attitude era. I agree. During like just this is like a hardcore wrestler, right? That he's really like Raven or something, right? That not Raven because he had his own thing going on, but like that kind of guy where it's like he just comes out and beats people with things. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like that gimmick were to work well with hardcore stuff cuz like I don't really want to watch him doing holds in a fucking clown costume. Right? I mean, how, how yeah. what did you what did you take when he's doing the various holds to Big Boss Man? I'm like, this is just weird i mean this is just strange yeah it was weird i mean i don't know <laughs> like i doink was, was never my favorite i like the idea of an evil clown in wrestling i just don't like how it's done i think i've said that before like it's yeah. too well, cartoony gonna... for me i mean i get that this is all cartoony i think we talked about the 16 man battle royale last week and how that was like to me look like Halloween party gone awry. Like that's what this is. I get it, but uh, Doink always missed more. I never liked the people or the characters that were such characters that you can't see the humanity in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, with the except, I mean, even Undertaker, you could tell he's a person, right? Like any a lot of the characters that are just like. Uh, a clown in makeup? A clown in makeup. Yeah, like it just did loses it for me. That's just me though. I don't disagree. Like I said, I, I rewrote the, you know, I, I don't want to do it too much, but I mean, I rewrote the, the doing character to be like, it would be great if it was just in hardcore matches because I just feel like that. Would yeah, like make, make him a sense. straight murderous clown. Like exactly. make it that, like make it that level, right? Which were way too early for And that. have his like makeup like running. And I know his makeup comes off his face, but it's more just because it's not good makeup. Like, right. Make that intentional. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, this is revisionist uh, doink history here, I guess, but... But, I mean, that, 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 that's silly. because, you know, and, and, you know, you as a... No shade. Uh, we Your video gaming sticks more to the Mario level. You may have played a couple different, you know, wrestling video games, but doink was pretty prominent in this, like, Sega Genesis, like, kind of wrestle... I think even, like, the WrestleMania, like, arcade game, like, era, and, and they didn't have, like, a lot of characters. But doink was out there for at least a couple games, and so it's kind of like... He was in the game I had. I had a game for Sega. Yeah, yeah. well, no, I, I was going to say, I, I, like, I played a lot of these wrestling games, and I just remember him, and I was like, man, like... I do... Really? Like, don't Because it would always be like, it would, you know, you have someone like Shawn Michaels, and then you have someone like Bret Hart, and then you have someone like Diesel, and you have, like, these different guys that are like, okay, it's a guy with a gimmick, but he wrestles, and then you're like, and it's a wrestling clown. And you're like, yeah, it makes sense in a video game. doesn't really make sense, like, in... You know, it makes sense as, like, a hidden character in a video game, because they used to do that a lot back in the day. It just mm -hmm. didn't really make a lot of sense in, like real life you'd be like uh so like i understand bret hart and Shawn michaels in the iron man match and how important that is like they're showing off their wrestling skills they're doing all these things but like where do you slot in a clown that also can do those wrestling holds yeah, <laughs> like, uh, just kind of like silly but 
you know, again, we're gonna have to tackle with this and deal with this for a while because Doink is going to be in our lifestyle. He's gonna get a dink. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole and, thing. And like an army of dinks. It's an a whole army thing. of dinks. And then we uh we close out with our man Lex Luger, right? We do, yeah. Versus Jimmy Powers, um, who makes the mistake of making fun of Lex in the mirror, like mocking him. And he gets the Lex. Fo- he gets the forearm. Who's there beefcaking, by the way? Oh, yeah, I know. We talked about the word beefcake. Yeah, he's uh beefcaking, <laughs> I guess. Ugh. Hate the word beefcake. What about oh. our what about our promos and stuff here in this episode? So we can put a button on it because okay. I think I think we said the the perfect one was good, and I even said I'm like wow, well, he we spent start, a lot of money on first. Those we have the the first thing is the chief Duggan. I guess it's not really a promo, but it's in the same camp, right? We talked to Jim Duggan's dad. You know, he said he's just so disappointed that he let his country down, but his dad's not disappointed in him. He's like, you know, we just want him to be okay. He's really not doing too great, and I'm like, okay. He got squished. He did. It's a vibe. He did get squished. Um, then we got a WrestleMania report. Sean Mooney, or just an update with Sean Mooney. And the first promo is my favorite with Mr. Perfect. And he has like the green screen behind him that has like columns with Mr. Perfect face statues, you know, to Love fit it. into the Caesar's Palace theme. I'm like, this is ridiculous. He calls Nar. He goes Narcissi. He calls Lex Luthor Narcissi. Um, I don't know. That's. That, that's it. That's it with that promo. And then I had Shrinker's promo. Um, then your interview with Giant Gonzalez and Harvey Whippleman in, like, the live interview. And they call him a specimen. He's a big dude. I, I will say that. Yeah. Um, you know, Harvey Whippleman just yelling. And I really don't know much of what he said. Just that he was going to, you know... He, he's basically pissed because The Undertaker took Kamala and put him in a coffin. And ever since then, Kamala is now not the same. So now he's got to destroy The Undertaker, right? But the thing about Harvey Whippleman, and I'll probably say this every time, that really, like, it, it it's his voice. Yeah, you it see, doesn't match yeah. his, the voice doesn't match the package. Like, he just has such a deep, raspy voice and he's such a little dude. Do you think that Harvey Wobelman was just ripping heaters outside? Because I think that's where he got the voice, just smoking cigarettes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think that's where the rasp came from, maybe. But, like, the deep voice, like, that's just his voice. Like He's living his life. Yeah, he has such a deep voice for such a little dude. Um, and maybe he's not that little, maybe. Yeah, he just hangs like, out with a... Like maybe he's just a giant. little skinny, like... He's maybe like an average sized dude, so you're like okay. But it's just when you're next to the eight foot tall giant Gonzalez, you're gonna look small. And when they shoot him the way they did, like they shot him literally from like his feet. Of course. So like yes. he was on like a platform, and then they're shooting from right. So like he just looks yeah. giant. I mean, he's so big; it's unbelievable how tall he is. <laughs> it's, he's humongous. Yeah, he just takes the mic and says he's gonna bury the Undertaker. Um, so that was that. And then we watched the whole Colgan thing again, which we don't have to go into because we've already no, talked we've about talked that. About but that. it just it just sucks up. Like this oh. only if you look at this, I think four matches, and that is because we spend so much time watching this whole Colgan bullshit again. Um, well, we also probably had I would say a good. Yeah, you know, I would say that the one match was was of decent length. I would say the. Uh, Doink boss man. It doesn't list here the length, but I, I would say it's at least, you know, at least like a little segment. No, you're not wrong. It's a decent length. Um, That's what she said. WrestleMania report with Mean Gene. Tickets are going fast. Get yours now. Um, You better. 
family friendly Caesar's Palace. I called the number and it's for something different. Oh shit. What was it for? Viagra. Oh. <laughs> um, you get a Bret Hart promo, which is unlike last week, more like a typical Bret Hart promo where he's being like mm-hmm. really intense and he's gonna take down Yokozuna, then you get a Shawn Michaels promo, typical Shawn Michaels promo, and you get a crush promo, typical Bret Britta promo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three your average standard promies. And that's it. You get a Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji promo at the end and one with Undertaker. And that is all of the promos. And now we immediately shift gears from the quote-unquote highly produced, cut-up, green screen life Mm. into this live-ish, raucous environment that is the Manhattan Center. Yeah. It's the house show that we're filming. We get Elvis... Macho yeah, Man. It's so bad. It and is Vince, every it's tough. Elvis joke rolled you, into one. You could make you hear. He's just talking in his southern accent, like Elvis's accent. The whole it's just so bad. <laughs> it's, but we did get a Bret Hart Fatu match. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. Um, it's fun to see Bret out there wrestling, making Fatu look. He's really actually good. wrestling two different head shrinkers because they did do the. Yeah, apparently white people can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> tell. Uh, you know, Pacific Islanders apart because Earl Hubner did not realize it was not Fatu, but it was Samu who came in. Um, I will argue that not only do they look different, but they have their names written on their pantaloons. I will also say that you caught, when we were watching it, Bret Hart puts him into a sharpshooter and Earl Hubner starts counting. He just starts immediately counting. So that was a vibe. I was like, what, what, are, we, <laughs> what are we doing? But, you know, people make mistakes, right? It is what it is. Um, 15 minute spot. I mean, what, yeah, it what was are you going to do? decent. I mean, you got the fun, like, tag team guy coming out, partner coming out, pretending to be him, and you know, pretending to be Fatu, and Afa's there, and, you know, Brett sells really, Brett does the Brett thing. It's fun to watch. He does have a gnarly looking cut on his nose the whole time that looks like it kind of reopens and he starts bleeding. And yeah, it's a vibe. I, mean, I like he, to think that he got into a, a fist fight at a bar. He might have. That's what I like to think. Or he just might have, you know, took a bump the wrong way and... And he ends up there, right? And that's going to continue with him until he can heal, which he's probably wrestling every day. This was for the championship, by the way. Because Bret Hart is a fighting champion. He is a fighting champion. And unlike Shawn Michaels. Hold it. When Shawn Michaels has the championship belt, he fucking puts that shit on the line all the time. Don't until even he loses come at his me. smile, you know. <laughs> Listen. What? Listen, you you can stand all you want. We're we're still in the era of uh, Elvis and He's eating be hot smiling dogs on for air. a few more years. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, proboscis gnawing on his proboscis. That made me burst out laughing when I heard that. <laughs> Gave you shades of uh, it was foreshadowing to the Triple H matches and just listening to. Vince McMahon talking about his proboscis the whole time. But when you he hear said certain, proboscis. When you hear certain word of the day things, one of them being proboscis, it's like... <laughs> he said it wrong. It's like, as a kid, I learned a lot about... Re- I learned a lot about the world through the lens of wrestling. One thing I definitely learned was the term proboscis. Me too. I did not know <laughs> what it meant. And I don't think I've heard it since. No. 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 <laughs> So, I mean, it's just used in a context to, to describe Triple H's nose consistently. But here we got a, an early an early statement of it. It just came out. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hey, Vince. Where did the day toilet paper cashing in? 
There we go. Word of the day, toilet paper. Like, wow. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, whew. Whew. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, I had a good laugh at that. Oh, man. Yeah, Just good. keep looking at the card, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, well Brett wins, obviously, <sighs> with his sharpshooter action. Okay, so Coco Beware. V doink. One minute forty seven seconds wash match. Doink wins. Fatality. I mean, we're not making Coco look very good in these in this match here. No, and all this was is if you didn't know, Doink beat Boss Man. If you didn't know, Crush is gonna come back to fight Doink. And if you didn't know, Doink is an evil clown because he also fucks over Rob Bartlett here, which I think most of the people enjoyed. Oh yeah, it was pretty great. He does uh pie face him. And we like that. Um that was it. That was this whole segment was just a pie face Rob Bartlett. Yeah. That was literally the Who deserved segment. it because he did say he used to watch Coco Beware on different strokes and Yeah, it was that's not great. Yeah, a lot of his jokes really have not aged at all. <laughs> just not aged. They're just they're right there. <laughs> they just died right I won't say they they've aged well. I won't say they've aged poorly. I would just say they haven't aged. They're just right there, <laughs> right? Just... Like that different strokes joke is This is also I think the second time he's told it. Maybe. Right. Is silly. And it's also completely of that time, right? It's not even, you know, I would say, like, if you're making a Bill Cosby joke, that might not age well, right? Because at the time, it might be like, that was not funny then, and it's not funny now. No. It's just not. It just lives there in, uh, in infamy. And shitty Elvis, uh, Monday Night Rollin. Right? Because that's the thing, too. He's still dressed as fucking shitty Elvis. Like, <laughs> clowny as fuck. Good thing the clown got him. Yeah, right? Our man Lex Luger. Yeah. Give me that. PJ Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he beats him. He does his pinky pin. He does his forearm. But, you know, when we were watching Superstars, Vince mentioned that everybody who gets this forearm is unconscious. True. I would say PJ Walker, not quite unconscious. Lex Luger does drag him out of the ring, brings him to the big mirror on the side of the ring, puts him in the mirror, says this is a, he's too, his skin is too pasty, atypical male. And I'm like, you know, no offense to some of these other jobbers, but, like, they could have gotten, like, someone that looked, like, wild, right? Because some of these jobbers you see and you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got, like, a normal-looking dude. Like, PJ Walker's a normal-looking dude, right? They could have just picked... I feel like, you know, whatever. Well, PJ Walker, a.k.a. Aldo Montoyo, a.k.a. Just Incredible. Yeah, I know. He was the hardcore champ. I know. Who's around now, right, with with Xbox in our... Well, he's not around now. He's Currently around in the, 2000s. in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm just looking at some of the some of his accomplishments. I mean, you know, he was trying. Yeah, yeah. He's like, a, yeah, so, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He's like a real. Anyway, so Lex Luger not coming out very nice. He's not looking like a nice guy. And again, Bobby Heenan calls in during this match. Well, that was Bobby Heenan's man, the mm-hmm. narcissist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He I brought really... him. He brought him to all of us. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And it was nice to hear my friend call in bobby i know you like bobby i do and then we get a frankensteiner match a frankensteiner match <laughs> a steiner brothers match I, my only note is frankensteiner <laughs> yeah you always ask me you're like what's that what, what's the hurricane rana thing called i'm like the frankensteiner yeah i don't know why i can't remember that it's so easy to remember steiner brothers it's cool i i like them they're fun they are fun i feel like they actually just like destroy people though they do. Like, they look fucking brutal. They do. Right? Yes. And that's really what I think most kids liked, because they're like, 
That's what I liked about them. I'm like, man, these are like top dude. It's similar to what they do like second half run of like Kurt Angle where it's just like when Kurt Angle starts putting people in the ankle lock and like he loses and really starts to become like just a straight up like heel like in the beginning when they first bring him in they're like this is the Olympic champion he's doing the side slam and stuff but like in the early 2000 like early 2001 and stuff when he just like snaps when he loses the title like it's similar to that obviously without the same energy because they you know they're not talking as much but it's just that like they look like they really know what they're doing and they really fuck people up and you're like that's mm -hmm. cool like that's that's cool but yeah, some like brevity dudes. to it they're, they're like... big fucking dudes and yeah. they play their fight song they come out and it looks like they beat the shit out of people yeah. similar kind of lod and they're kind of fitting that um that space where you got these like guys that you're like they fuck I people guess. up but they like have more of like a like the kurt angle like jock vibe like these right. are jocks like i believe oh, yeah, that yeah. they were jocks in yeah. college and so, now they're out here being jocks where LOD are just lunatics. I would say, like I said, Kurt Angle, then, you know, mm -hmm. you're talking like a Brock Lesnar. You're talking like, a, you know, Ronda Rousey when they introduce them. Not throughout the run or anything right, like right. that. It's just like you. the idea, like, here's a dude that, like, literally knows what he's doing. Like, it, or that's what it, it felt like to 10-year-old me, right? This, these guys know what they were doing. Yeah. They look like they hurt people. Yeah. And I don't know how they did it. Big Papa Pump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was, your, that was your wrestling. That's it. Okay, now we're going on to promos. I don't know why you make me do this out of order. It's like you're trying to hurt me. Well, I feel like <laughs> I feel like, like when you when you do the rundown, we kind of talk about a little. And especially on these, when we're going through them, at least as we're building towards WrestleMania, until we get some more long-form storytelling involved here, it's just kind of like, just breeze through these bats. Like, what is, I, I don't know. Because the promos are the same over and over again. Okay. They're well, recycling them. So it's kind of like, okay, we're, we're going to stop and talk about... Literally, if you just stop talking about the promos, there's a whole promo that they redo the same spot we watched last week on Monday Night. They just play it on Superstars. They're like, in case you forgot, yeah, here you go. And it's like, well, why are we going to stop over... You know? It's kind of like, for me, I just feel like sometimes it's just... Sometimes the promos hit, and sometimes they're... Here's well, I don't Gene disagree again. with everything you just said. I'm just saying the out of order screws with my brain. But anyway, we got the WrestleMania report with me and Gene. And the big thing about this is that the Big Maniacs are challenging Money Inc. for their belts at WrestleMania. So we're going to get Brutus, the briefcake, mm -hmm. and No, Hulk IRS Hogan. and the briefcake. IRS is bringing the briefcake. Oh, he's a briefcake. IRS is bringing the beefcase. The beefcase. Okay, okay. Right. got it. Get it right. And then IRS and... Teddy Biasi. So that is, you know, pretty exciting. Then Mean Gene stops everything to ask Macho Man if he got his suit from Joey Badafuco. In which case, Macho Man then says, if I was around, no, uh, you know, Joey Badafuco and Amy Fisher, none of this would have happened. And then Vince. Because he's the does real his Macho Man. Evil laugh. Yeah, because he's the real he's macho, macho Man. He would stop it. Ah ha ha ha. Ah. Okay, then we get Crush on the beach in Hawaii in his little swim trunks, doing a little swim. Um, yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> just don't understand any of it. As a, as a talking kid, about the weather. They're talking about the weather. Well, he makes a weather joke. But as a kid, you're just like, that's so cool that they're communicating. But then as an adult, you're like, I, they're not, like, now you're like, the technology... He doesn't like, even have, have an earpiece. You don't have an earpiece or a mic. Like, how are you? Oh, 
Okay. It's so silly. Um, you just they just told him to say these things. Got him. Yeah, and they're <laughs> Got t- him. talking about the weather, and it's much better in Hawaii. And then Vince asks him what he's going to do about Doink, and then he just picks up a random coconut that's just on this beach. I don't see any palm trees. I don't see any coconuts. He just picks it up basically out of the water, out of the sand, and he just crushes it. That's what he's going to do to Doink, because that's his finisher, is the head crusher. He's going to crush his head. I'm aware. He's going to crush it. (laughs) I know. It is also his name. Because he crushes things. Because when we were introduced to him last year, he was just crushing cans. That's right. When he's a little baby. When he's a little baby, he's just (laughs) crushing cans. Lest anyone forget. (sighs) Lest anyone forget. Have we talked about the Igobro commercial with Bret Hart? It's my favorite Igobro. You got to want it. Oh, my favorite. He's like walking at the camera and then he points. You got to want it. This is the first one, I think. The Lex Luger ones are good. The ones with Razor Ramon are really good. The ones with Razor Ramon. I mean, they're all good, but this Tatanka's one, this one, one is, is good. Probably, Tatanka has one, too. Oh, he makes, like, a face throwing yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is like, That's the, good. like a weird Tatanka face. That one's good. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, we get our in-ring interview with Money Incorporated. Yeah, so Ted DiBiase just starts telling this story about his friend who is some, like, Amex executive, and he got let go, but he's getting, like, a a $1.5 million severance package. He's getting $750,000 a year, and then another $3.5 million to keep him happy. Wait, And it's just not enough. I I I gotta stop you right there. Ted DiBiase is holding a newspaper article. Oh, he is. He cut it out. That he cut out about his friend's package. He can't even say that he talked to his friend. Just that he read the article. Well, he and wants- if what the article said, his friend got a bad deal. He's- so it's not even like, I talked to my buddy, blah, blah, blah. He's like, look, in the newspaper, it says that my friend did this. I was like, what? I wonder if this was like a big story then, or at least maybe a New York or something about this executive. And people were pissed about how much money he was getting. Probably. And so, yeah, it's probably like... Must have been. In the zeitgeist where he was like, I'll bring this article. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's probably what was going on. But, um, yeah, it's funny. And and Vince is like, you're upset because he's getting all this money. And Ted DiBiase is like, that's not a lot of money. It's um, not It's not enough money, is what also, he said. Nowhere near. 10.5 million years. Uh, 10.5 million. Nowhere near enough. 30 years <laughs> ago, so a lot more money than it would be now. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> then IRS reveals... His beefcase and the picture of Hulk Hogan that's on it and that he is next. And I know this is all silly nonsense. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. I love them. I love Money, Inc. I love this silly nonsense. This is this is what keeps me here. Mm-hmm. It's literally my This favorite. and Crush on the Beach, Crush and Coconuts. IRS I'm here. was always my low-key favorite. Like, always. Because I just was like, <laughs> none of it made nope. any sense. It, ne- it still makes no sense. I think you were just reading an article... That literally outlines a lot of my points, too, that we were talking about, where I'm like, what? why is the IRS... You the never IR, understood why the IRS... The IRS agent is with, with the million-dollar man. Like, it's it, it's almost it's almost like... It's just like reverse psychology, because you're, you're just... Like, the only thing you could do is you could say, well, that's his friend, and obviously he's helping him cheat on his taxes. Well, I think Otherwise, that's the thing, right? Like... But there was there should have been set up where like the IRS agent was coming after the million dollar man, right? Like I wouldn't that have made more sense? In a way, yes. When you look at it, obvious like in an obvious way, yes. But if you really think about it, right, the people in this country that have the most amount of money 
don't fucking pay taxes. Like, let's be real. They're not paying as much taxes as they should. Everybody knows it. So it's almost like on that level, it makes sense that the rich guy's in bed with the IRS agent. No, someone with a million dollars isn't in that isn't but, in that but realm, do we but... ever actually establish and i think this is really the beauty of the whole thing is like i don't think we've ever actually established that he is an irs agent i believe he's an accountant i don't think he's actually his name is erwin r shyster irs so i don't think we you you just create it's just like you it just he, folds in on it to you, you know he's he, really you know an accountant. He is? you know what he really is what a wrestler he's really a wrestler <sighs> And he's this, a big I, dude too. And you're looking too too far into this. It's supposed he's to be surface. Um, yeah, and on the surface, I'm like, well, he's an IRS agent because his, his name is IRS. He is so, a big dude. He's a big dude. He's yeah. a big dude. Anything else we got on this one? I love how we always have to comment about the wrestlers being big. Wow, this wrestler is really big. They're all fucking big. Even the little ones are big. Um, it's true. Right? Even like your your, your Bretts and your Shans, they're big dudes. But just like if I ever <laughs> saw, you know, Mr. Shyster in real life, I'd be like, that's a big fucking dude. That's the point. Sometimes Mr. they're just... <laughs> Mr. Shyster. I'm just saying. Hello, Mr. Shyster. Hello, Mr. Shyster. You're a big fucking dude. Uh, next week, we got Money, Inc. versus El Matador and Virgil. Oh. And Mr. Perfect versus The Model, Rick Martel. I'm excited for that. That might be a good match. Yeah. Actually, that <laughs> one probably will be. Um, And that's it. We don't have any more promos, no more wrestling, and hopefully this is the last time we have to deal with this fucking Elvis shit. Who won the week for you? For me, the winner of the week is Fatu because he got a shot. Okay. My he, winner. He got a title shot. My winner of the week is going to be Doink the Clown. Yeah, that's the obvious winner of the week, I feel like. I saw him win a couple matches and they're pushing him as uh, someone that's going to be at WrestleMania. That's my winner of the week. Mm -hmm. Doink the Clown. Might be the only week he wins, but Doink the Clown. Yeah. Who was your big loser? Big Boss Man. The last match and he went out looking weak. I can't disagree. Yeah. Um, best promo? Oh, I forget that we do that. Uh, the best promo is... Mr. Perfect. Come on. Crush on the beach with the coconut. Ooh, somehow. Mr. Perfect. Speaking his... to, to... All around him is, is statues of him. In 1993 graphics. I... It's pretty fucking good. I'm going to go with Crush. Okay. I have a hard time with these green screen promos. Unless it's really good, you know? A house divided. A house divided. Best dressed. Macho Man's Joey Botafuco suit. I will never argue a Macho Man. I know you won't. That's why. The sequence. I was screaming the sequence. It just it's was like so, red and it it's, was just it's red. white with this all this red it's sequence. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. And it uh, matches. Sometimes he doesn't he goes a little crazy, which is beautiful. What was our best money grab of the week? Bringing that back. Because I, oh, I can tell you exactly what it is. Oh, bringing back money grabs? I was just going to go um, it, it, Ico Pro. I was going to say. It's, it's the bread. Ico you Pro. can default to Ico Pro. Always. But the answer is always to Slim dethrone Jim. the Slim Jim commercial. Chips! Like, it's you just always the best. Every time I hear chips, it. it just makes me laugh. Because it's it's like you said. So you're going to go over at 10 years old to your friend's house and go... Oh, your mom is serving chips. What I really want is a Slim Jim. Is a meat stick? A meat stick. I, I, think, I think in my life I've consumed like two Slim Jims. Same. I've had beef jerky. I don't have a problem with that. But when you go to the gas station and there's literally, your options are like all these different types of jerky. And then also just like meat sticks. And you just look at the meat stick and you're like, it's not beef. I'm good. 
I'm good. I'm just good. I've just never... Is it not considered beef jerky? I don't know what it is. We'll go to a gas station today just so you can walk in and look. And you'll I, be I mean, like... I don't... I've had them when I was a kid. No, but you As you just know, see, I don't like, eat beef anymore. Like, there's all but... beef, but there's all, like, the jerkies. It's its own, like, that's its own thing. And then there's, like, here's Jack Link's. Like... No, because I know jerky has, like, a hard consistency. But I feel like the inside of a Slim Jim is, like, soft. It, it reminds, reminds me, me of, dog of the treats. Dog, uh, dog treats. That's that what we give the dogs. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like the the, yeah. the sticks. It reminds me of the the that we actually gotta get the, more of them. The turkey sticks that we give to the dogs. That's yeah. what it reminds me. And I'm like, oh yeah. And well, the thing is, I don't even I give that chips. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it to Mosh. Finally, oh. check in corner. As you know, we're building up our board to get towards the the screw job. This is uh, you know a similar plotting and arcing of like you know. For example, you're watching uh, a cultural phenomenon in Game of Thrones and there's all these seasons that get you to the end and you're like, oh, I could see the end was coming. Like, we know that the end is going to happen in Montreal in 97. In my opinion, nothing here can translate to that. I learned nothing. I learned nothing. Nothing changes anything. Except, you know what, I'll take that back. Vince McMahon, again, showing his true colors, um, clearly... Uh, has an affinity for those that can make him lots of money. So that, that's that's about it. And rightfully so. He's a businessman. So I'm not mad at him. But he's like, y'all Hulk Hogan, come back. I'll put you in. Make me some money. That's all I really saw. He'll do whatever he needs to do to make money. That's it. That, yeah. That's what I got. Because, I mean, I know where this WrestleMania ending's going. So I know why it's important to hype up Hulk Hogan during the Yokozuna match. So that's what Gee I got. Ups. Nothing on the Brett side and nothing on the Sean side. No, I mean, Obviously, I'm reminded of why I loved Brett. Mm-hmm. You know, not reminded of why I love Sean because he's not there. No. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Barreling towards WrestleMania. It's going to be pretty exciting as we come up on the real life WrestleMania because we're going to kind of drop in a couple different little podcasts that can accompany that. We'll talk about some of the stuff that's going on in the real uh, current stuff. 30 years in the future, which is actually the present, as we keep going. So it'll be fun. Because uh, this WrestleMania takes place, I think, like April 4th. Mm-hmm. And the real one is like April 2nd and 3rd. So it's, it's going it's to yeah. coincide. We're yeah. going to have our episode out as well as, you know, that episode out. And it'll be interesting to see if they have any nods to 30 years later. There. 30 the years ago? Yeah. You know, they I'm might. You never know. So we'll I don't think this is a very uh, celebrated WrestleMania, but it is my first WrestleMania. So... I well, you have the bloodline. It has line. a special place in my heart. It, it is. It's the first one I remember. But you have the bloodline now, and all the things they got going on. And obviously, well, I wasn't talking about now. I was talking about. But I'm saying, 30 years ago, you had Yokozuna win the, oh, ti- oh, win the okay, title, and okay. it's related to them. So that might be something. Mm-hmm. You know, Bret Hart shows That's up, true. Hulk Hogan, any of these different things. Because I mean, right now the champions in current wrestling, you have tag team champions and the men's wrestling champion directly related to Yokozuna. Are the head shrinkers? Are the head shrinkers at WrestleMania? They must be. They have to be. Um, I would think. We'll, we'll, we'll find out later. We, you don't need to look at it. They, they must it be. But yeah, I was going to say, there's nine. there is some relation there. There's some correlation there, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. I wasn't even... Um... Yeah. I mean, it's hard to like be in a point of time where... Oh, yeah. They, I think... Oh, yeah. It's the, it's the Steiner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's hard to be at a place of time. I don't think that there's, from now till 
from then till now, really, is there any time where there's not someone from that family wrestling? I don't think so. Probably not. You know. Probably not. There's probably people. But again, I mean, that would be the 30-year anniversary of Yokozuna winning. So that might mean something to them. And then also losing. And then also losing. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Probably, Good. The, probably the, the shortest um, reign of all time, I would imagine. 20 seconds. 50 seconds. It's not that. It's not that short. I think it's a few minutes. Um, well, I don't know. I really don't know. I, You know what? I, but, think, I think you're probably right, actually. Yeah, maybe. But maybe I'm just saying, it's, it's, a, it's, it's pretty quick, and it's just something that happens. So that's why I'm like, you're like, oh, nothing. Well, you know, The Undertaker beat Giant Gonzalez. Oh, no, it's definitely like a memorable one, and stuff happens, but I just know that a lot of people don't like it. Because, yeah, um, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not that great, but... All yeah. right, Jen? Yeah. Watch your hoes work. <laughs> Bye. Bye.